1: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services, and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into
0: Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's our three of the three-hour Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of Friday, April Fool's Day, April 1st, 2022. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we got some tech news and commentary to share with you, and then... And Greg in Georgia, among others, standing by to join us on the program. I want to remind you, as we always do, don't forget, please, to back up your important data. That includes pictures, videos. It includes business records. It includes your personal banking information. Back up your data and also have an important copy of your backup off the premises. If you're back to work in an office and you can stick a USB thumb drive in your drawer somewhere, do that with important stuff. Password protected in case it gets into the wrong hands or at your mother-in-law's place or whatever. I've always kept a backup of my work computer at home and a backup of my home computer at work. You are? Are you using work computers for that purpose? To backup my work? Computer, my work data. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But just do back up your data. And what's the other important tip that we would like to give everyone all the time on the show? To check your spam filters, especially if you had just called into the show. Oh, that's true too, because you'd be getting a uh, an email from the prize team, yeah. and somehow or other, even though we don't mention prizes in the subject line, some of those have ended up in spam filters. Yeah. So do check. But also because you might have wondered why you haven't heard from mom in a while or why some friend that you were communicating with suddenly disappeared. Or they we, may be in your spam filters. Or your long-lost relative in
2: Africa that, you know, just needs your bank account information so they can give you your inheritance of $4 million.
0: Yeah. I would note that in the spam filter and keep it there. And then just after you've checked everything, delete all that nonsense. Yeah. Might be yeah. important. The European Union agreed last week to one of the world's most far-reaching laws to address the power of the biggest tech companies, potentially reshaping app stores, online advertising, e-commerce, messaging services, and other everyday digital tools. Negotiators from the European Parliament and the Council reached a political agreement on the Digital Markets Act which establishes a series of prohibitions and obligations for companies including Google, Facebook's Meta, Apple, and Amazon, and a number of smaller platforms. It's likely to include accommodation platform Booking and Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba as well. The agreement targets interoperability of messaging apps like WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, and iMessage, with the EU saying that vendors still have to open up and interoperate with smaller messaging platforms if they so request. Yeah, and that's basically saying that if you know if, if I want to use my
2: iMessage to message you on WhatsApp and vice versa, th- those two need to be able to talk to each other. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that if if your iMessage, in this case Apple, says we want to be able to work with WhatsApp, or whatever the case, then they have to allow it. Now, again, mind you, this is European Union because they're the ones that typically jump on this stuff and then make it happen. And all these other big tech companies hate the EU because of all these restrictions. But it does make them change some of their platforms, which benefit us in the U.S. Well, and I will say that the EU seems to do a much better
2: job at protecting users' privacy than the U.S. does. Oh, much. Exactly. And this is another good example. Because our FCC couldn't care less. Yeah, I mean, we've run into that issue every year when we go to IFA in Berlin because we try to reach out to exhibitors to try to invite them on the show, but we can't because of the, the stringent privacy laws yeah. over there. We can't just
0: you know farm for email addresses, right? We like can't just, can in the U.S. Exactly. We can't just send a mass email out to people saying, "Hey, exhibitors, we'd love to have you on the show. Tell us what you're doing." But we have to do a much more homework, <laughs> which yeah. is difficult, but we do it. Because we bring you the latest from IFA. Which we can't wait to do again this year in September. Oh, my gosh. In September, it's right. In fact, join us because it's rarely, it's rare that it's one of the consumer tech shows that is open to consumers. Go figure. You can't go to CES. Well, we do because we're media. But unless you're a buyer or seller in the industry or a member of the media, you can't go to CES. They won't open, nor will they ever open it to the public. Maybe they will because fewer people go there anymore the last few years. Anyway, so maybe they'll say, "Yeah, let the public in. We need help."
2: Plus, ifa you know five or six days versus the CES, which was three days this year, two and a half days this year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what a bunch of nonsense. Thank you, Gary. Anyway, so we invite you to join us in Berlin. You haven't taken a vacation in how long, right? And you've always wanted to see Berlin, Germany. It's one of the coolest cities in the world. And we invite you to come visit us in Berlin, first week of September. Check it out. It's open to the public. You can come in. You can find our broadcast booth at IFA Next, big area where a bunch of small companies, startups are doing fun, unique things and then we'll get you a nice refreshing beverage even an adult beverage if you're over 16 yes in germany yeah, yeah. Those of us who signed up for recurring
2: $0.99 cent payments to Apple for more iCloud space years ago might get some of that money back soon. Oh. That's because Apple apparently breached its own terms of service, resulting in the company agreeing to pay out a $14.8 million class action settlement. Oh, you got to love that. Yeah. The specific violation uh, was that Apple apparently stored some iCloud data on third-party servers instead of its own. Apple continues to deny any wrongdoing, but that isn't stopping it from shelling out cash to make the problem go away. Uh, you probably shouldn't expect a huge amount of money from this, though. That uh, $14.8 million sounds like a lot, but once it's dispersed among everyone who paid for iCloud Storage a few years ago, it could wind up being a check for $2.79. <laughs> oh, gee.
0: But, hey, it's a check from Apple, yeah. and you can take it to the bank, and you can buy, let's see, a, a small beverage for lunch.
2: For two seventy nine. I might just take the check and keep it, never cash it, so that I can you know, mess up their accounting.
0: Oh, that's an even better idea. Yeah, exactly. You put it up on the wall. It's like, "Look, Apple paid me." Yeah. $2.79. Wow. Speaking of payouts, Spotify paid out 7 billion dollars to the music industry last year, the highest annual payment from any single retailer in history, that according to the audio giant. Spotify's royalty payments increased by 2 billion dollars in 2021, up from 5 billion in 2020, in 2021, Spotify paid out more than $1 million in royalties apiece to 1,040 artists for recorded music and publishing, 126% more than in 2020. Wow. Very interesting. Greg in Woodbine, Georgia, listens on 93.7 WBQO, when you need to know. Hey, Greg.
2: Just wondered if there are any AM, FM
3: radio receivers
2: that have a programmable timer recorder on them like the old VCRs and the DVRs have now. Uh, not all radio programs are podcast or have the ability to listen to them later, and I'm often missing shows, so I just wondered if there was anything available to record the programs and listen to them later.
0: Well, Greg, there aren't many. It's very, very rare to find one that has that function these days. Now, we haven't seen any pure AM-FM radio that can record in a long time. But there are some radios that are sometimes sold with recorders. In particular, there are two types that we've seen come bundled with recorders in recent years. Weather radios, some of them, of course, and some shortwave radios. Yeah, Shortwave enthusiasts like to pick up transmissions from the other end of the world,
2: so it makes sense for some of those receivers to come with a recorder built in so that users can record what is broadcast during the daylight hours of a country far, far away. Uh, Weather radios sometimes have them to always keep a log of the latest forecast in case of a weather emergency. Now, in both cases, most radios do not come with this feature, so check carefully. Also, check that the feature itself is not limited to just the weather bands or the shortwave radio. Uh, So good luck, Greg. It's not really easy to find what you're looking for these days.
0: Yeah, but do let us know because it'll help other listeners if you locate one and we'll do some more digging for you if you're unable to find one. Stay tuned and visit us
3: often and regularly at intotomorrow.com. you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093 and let Best MedCare do the work for you.
0: Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you in advance for calling in and participating on the program during our 26 years bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech. That includes, of course, products and services and gadgets and gizmos and software and websites, all sorts of things as they relate to us consumers. Today, And into tomorrow. We love it when you participate, when you call in with any questions you have about anything involving technology, or perhaps you have some additional tips for one of our listeners, listeners helping listeners, some of our favorite calls. Maybe you just have some tech rage you want to share. And that's fine as well. We just want to hear from you. And there's so many easy ways. Let me share with you the three easiest ways to join us. Of course, the old-fashioned way still works. You can pick up a phone anywhere in North America. It's toll-free, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or on any device with a browser and a microphone. So that could be your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, your shoe phone, anything as long as it's got a browser and a mic. And then click on that Ask Dave mic button that's on the lower right of your browser there. And then we ask you to be sure to include your first name, where you're joining us from, and how you hear the show when you use that method. Or the easiest way is probably with our free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Download the app and participate that way. We sort of walk you through it. It's easy. Just mash that message to studio button and you're in. And of course... Call in, win stuff is the mantra that we use because we love you to participate. And we send you goodies that are often provided by many of our guests and sponsors and friends of the program that provide us with cool things to share with you. The way the world shops is rapidly changing these days. Our next guest company is an end to end digital commerce solution for grocers. So this is something we all need. We all have to eat. Uh, we all, most of us at least, unless you can afford to have someone do it for you, which must be nice, uh, typically shop at a grocery store and get our food and prepare meals and do that sort of thing. Well, the CEO of a company called Store without the E, store.ai, is Orly Tall? Orly, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you?
4: Great, Dave. Thank you for inviting me over.
0: It's our pleasure, and I understand you're joining us from Tel Aviv, so I'm assuming that's where the company is headquartered, yes?
4: We're headquartered in Tel Aviv and in New York.
0: Oh, Okay, terrific. So tell me a little bit about the mission as a company, and then let's get into how it is that you help grocers and then how it ultimately helps us as consumers.
4: Sure. So Storyi, as you mentioned, is a customer-first digital commerce uh, solution focused on the grocery industry. Now, our solution includes an e-commerce platform uh, and an advanced fulfillment solution. And what does that mean? It means the app that the the pickers are actually using in order to pick your online orders. And together with that, an artificial intelligence engine that powers and personalized the entire shopping experience uh, so we serve more than 200 grocers in multi-geographies in the us canada israel um, and anything we develop in the company needs to serve both the benefits of the retailer but just as much of the end consumers and and the fact that these two correlate very highly is 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 great
0: ah, very cool now tell me though a little bit early about what does that mean you say a picking app uh for those of us who i'm assuming it means picking or selecting products is that what that is if not correct me
4: precisely you know after you after grow after shoppers send out and check out in the in the web in their websites somebody actually needs to go through the store and pick the order oh, okay. and we developed this very sophisticated Solution in order to make that very beneficial for the retailer, but just as much for you know our
0: consumers. So then, what's unique about that particular picking app? Uh, because a lot of folks, uh, certainly in the U.S., might be familiar with various companies that will go around and and collect the items that, as you mentioned, that you have selected from a website. Um, yeah. I know that there's a couple that do it in in uh, in our uh, probably more popular Publix supermarkets here in South Florida, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And you can have folks. I mean, you still do your shopping online, which is good. But then they go and and obviously pick these particular items probably without not not with the exact same finesse that you might do (laughs) as shopping for your own stuff but hopefully very similar i mean i've watched them in produce they're they're feeling the produce and hopefully getting you the better stuff uh so that you will use them again so i mean there is an incentive for them but what makes this particular picking app different
4: okay so let me let me try and, and 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 touch on all the friction points okay uh because you know um, the, the picking is a place where you can create a lot of friction with the customer. And let's talk about um, the out-of-stock and substitution, which are a huge frustration for online shoppers. Sure. I don't think that the general public is fully aware of how challenging it is to run an accurate inventory in a grocery store. Your average grocery store uh, supermarket sells 30,000 products, and the inventory is constantly changing. So just imagine, it's it's a huge number of products. So how do we do deal with that? The store the store AI solution is tightly integrated into the store's uh, point of sale. And so if just imagine that the store just sold five boxes of the Nestle cereal, and it's out of stock, we know it. We know it immediately. And what we know how to do is automa- automatically make it disappear from the website until it's back in stock. Oh. So we're prevent- preventing users from buying products that will not be delivered to them, you know, from the beginning. Right. Now, Th-
0: therefore, in- the, the friction that you talk about, obviously, is now eliminated because it's not even there. So they're having to then, the, the consumer, it seems, would then have to pick something similar. Uh, select a different cereal in in this example, um, and it would be in stock because you still have it on the site. Precisely. Okay. And
4: and in addition to that, we provide the picker, the, the person that is actually picking the order, an availability score for each and every order. So when the picker just finished picking, you know, one of the customer's orders, he needs to, he sees the availability score. So let's imagine that he'd got a 92% that means that 8% of the order is missing. Now, he's not the only one that sees that score, also his manager sees it. Hmm. And if it's below a certain score, the system will prevent the picker from, from completing the order and sending it out to the customer. Um, so ma- managers have the ability to monitor the orders before sending it out and doing some quality assurance. Uh, and and that may, and, and and making sure that they're getting happy customers so the out of stock is a huge frustration i think for all of us as as shoppers
0: Oh, for sure, but but it seems to me that some of the orders better than none of it, right? If you say it, it prevents the picker, uh, what a bizarre job description. But uh, but obviously it's what it is. Uh, yes. it prevents the picker from completing the order if it's if it falls below a certain thre- a certain threshold. It, it seems to me that if I'm the consumer, I'd say, well, at least get me what you can, you know, and I'll work on getting the other stuff somewhere else or, you know, another day or something of that sort, would that not be the case?
4: Exactly. And and sometimes, you know, and so why do we show that score? Because sometimes, you know, customers are not getting the products they ordered, not because the products are actually not in the store, but because the picker just couldn't find them in the store. Uh, huge stores, huge catalogs. Yeah. So our system navigates the, pick, the, the picker, the shopper, and just like Waze does, you know, like you would, you know, go somewhere mm-hmm. and helps the picker find each and every product quickly and accurately. So, um, so so you see how this product serves both the retailers and the consumers because high availability scores means that, you know, uh, you know, you get higher customer satisfaction. Oh, okay. um, so, so, again, finding the right products. And sometimes, you know, just, yeah.
0: You, you, mentioned, you mentioned that uh, grocery stores have an average of some 30,000 products. I'm, I had no idea. I mean, I think I buy way too much when I go grocery shopping. But I, I didn't think in terms of that they have that many products there. And it kind of makes sense, sure, because it might be the same thing but a different brand. That's another product and, and that kind of thing uh, or categories of products or otherwise. That's a lot of stuff to keep track of. We're talking with Orly Tall, the CEO of store.ai. That's store without the E.ai. And we'll continue our discussions. Please stay tuned as Into Tomorrow Continues right here. <music>
3: United we stand. one 800
0: From our Miami studios to our discussions with our guest from Tel Aviv, Israel, the CEO of store.ai, we're talking to Orly Tal. Does it also help to improve efficiency in terms of ordering more next time? Or is it a a scenario where you're able to maybe track are these seasonal only kinds of things or holiday coming up? So you better anticipate more of this, this and this, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, do you get involved uh, to that extent?
4: Of course. And as I mentioned in the beginning, one of the things that we have is a a personalization and personalization engine. And that personalization engine serves a few places. So first of all, it influences the entire customer experience, shopping experience. So when the customer shop it checks out, one of the things that the system knows how to do is to suggest all the products that the customer probably forgot to put in the cart based on their purchasing history, per- based on their lifestyle, even based on their purchasing uh, frequency. Hmm. So let's just imagine that you know, I'm buying detergent every three weeks, and I, and I forgot to put the detergent this week. The system will, will notify me and suggest me to put that detergent and also suggest products that I usually buy that are on sale and, and, and all, all kinds of other suggestions. So that's in terms of enlarging the, you know, the, the basket value, the basket value, but this is the one, this is one of the most beloved features, you know, that of our for of our customers because they're just becoming more lazy say, Oh, the system will just remind me
0: you
4: know? <laughs> they, they just, they, they just know perfectly. Yeah. And uh, so it's a perfect experience. But if we're going back to the fulfillment, to the, the, the picking, uh, you know, picking your order. So Um, sometimes products are missing and need to be replaced. Now, the major problem here is that the consumers are getting irrelevant substitutions. And in most cases, they are based on the picker's decision. You know, he's just sitting, standing around, you know, in front of the shelf and saying, oh, what should I select? And that shouldn't be the case because he, she don't know my preferences. preferences. So in these cases what the product, you know, when the product is missing, our system provides the picker with personalized substitutions. And these are tailored for, each, for the specific customer uh, the, the picker is, is, is picking for. And um, so, and, and that's of course a whole new bowl game. It's, you know, you're getting something that is exactly what you would select if that product was missing.
0: So that's where it sounds like a lot of the AI or artificial intelligence plays that important role as part of that machine learning, whether it's my habits, which some people might think, well, gosh, that's really getting private, isn't it? Well, do you want the helpfulness? Which I would. You know, if it's like, well, Dave, you always get peaches. You love peaches, but you didn't put that on your order. Oh, yes, please get me some. Oh, sorry, they're not available now till December, (laughs) you know, or whatever, but at least it's reminding me of something that I might frequently get, or every time I'm going to the grocery store, I'm getting 2% milk. It's not on your list. Do you not need it? Uh, So that, I can see how that could be very, very helpful to the consumer, and then as a result, obviously to the retailer, because they're selling another product that perhaps I forgot, or maybe I'm just being reminded and say, you know what, let me run and check, you know, yes, I do need more milk, you know, whatever, uh, either way, I can see where that can be very, very handy, uh, so kudos for you guys on on doing that, I think the idea of helping the picker is important as well, because yeah, I've seen them in, in the stores, you know, saying, well, I mean, sometimes they'll talk to themselves, even. well, I don't, they don't have that. Ah, I hope they like this, you know. Well, that's, that's not the way to do it, right? Maybe there's a food allergy involved in the other item that they picked or any number of things, or they just don't like the taste or they, they don't want to buy that brand, you know, they're, they're too woke or something. Whatever the case, you know, there are reasons why the customer asked specifically for what they asked for. Uh, so it's good that you guys are able to get into that. I'm wondering though about, it almost comes up, I think, in, in nearly every interview these days about how the pandemic has has affected things. Um, How has e-commerce in this case affected the grocery industry? Uh, Has it changed dramatically because of COVID-19 pandemic?
4: Well, that's a that's a great question. So just to set the scene, you know, for years, nothing was really happening in online grocery. Hmm. And it was really a small fraction of the overall business, two to three percent. And actually, grocers were actually reluctant to go online. And for a very good reason, because their customers, I mean us, we were doing all the hard work, walking through the aisles, picking <laughs> yeah. the orders, standing in line, paying and even delivering the goods back home. Sure. So but sure. but but covid has changed the course of the events and today online grocery is crossing the 10% and is expected to double itself in the next 3 to next uh, 3 to 4 years. So yes, wow. there's a, a huge change and we also she- see a shift in shoppers behavior. So more customers are becoming hybrid customers, cu- customers that are buying online and in the store. Sure. And, you know, in the near future, everybody's going to be hybrid. And and now our retailers are reporting a decrease in in-store visits hmm. and, and customers – feel more comfortable with uh, using digital tools you know it's 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 like a revolution yes and and even the uh, the average basket value has risen by in in our case with our customers by 22% so it's nice. so much and and i think that the last i think that i'd like to 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 point out is that there's also a shift in customers expectations regarding the last mile uh so one hour delivery is suddenly a must you
0: know, yes. Yeah. We don't uh, want to wait. So, we have no patience. It's like I want my groceries or anything now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember so, when Amazon used to do that. And then they got to like two or three days and people were like, uh, whatever it is, what it is. Well, they, everybody needs to get back to that. You know, we, we want our stuff now. It's not unrealistic, I don't think.
4: It's uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how this course of event, you know, uh, yeah. figures out. So um, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Good. personally
0: Well, terrific. Uh, Orly Tall is the CEO of Store.ai. It's store without the E. Apparently, the E's were more expensive. Store.ai. And we'll get you there, too, when you visit intotomorrow.com. Orly, thank you for some very interesting insight. Uh, I mean, everything from 30,000 items in the average grocery store to only 2 or 3% were doing it online. Uh, and that certainly, one would expect, increasing more and more, and certainly will increase more. And I also get... Get the fact that retailers want you in the store if you can, if you want, if they can get you there, because you're going to buy more. I mean, how many times we might say, well, I need three or four items, so online we're going to click, 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 and buy, but if we're in the store and we're passing other items, oh, that looks good, or this is on sale, or, oh, I'm in the mood, you know, never shop hungry, right? Uh, <laughs> but you end up with more stuff. And, of course, now they're also still making us do the work by self-checkout. But that's a whole other show, a whole other interview. But thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us from Tel Aviv and and shedding some really cool light on this issue.
4: Dave, it was a pleasure. Have a great day. You too.
0: Thank you very much. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further into tomorrow. There's much more to come. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network.
4: Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405.
0: On now. Wow, it's echoey. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris
2: Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast. In fact, it'll be easy for most Into Tomorrow listeners. They've got plans starting at just $12 a month. Go to blubrry.com.
4: It's time for our evil history feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this next
1: look back at IFA's historic past. Here's
0: Chris Graveline. line EFA history. Line. IFA history.
2: In 1973, the International Funkausstellung in Berlin, known today as EFA. See, I just like to say the long
0: name. I I know. <laughs> you want to? You just want to say uh, International Farfignugen? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, it saw the market introduction of the first home video recording system in the world. Let's get it started. That's pretty much what they said. The VCR system by Philips and Grundig. Home video recording had been made possible by an invention of Telefunken engineers. Uh? Helical Scan, which allowed the machines to record in very small tracks without crosstalk.
0: Most illogical.
2: Telefunken and Teldec, the joint record company of Telefunken and DECA, introduced the first picture disc named TED. The TED disc was read with a pickup needle like a long play audio record. (laughs) That's this week's IFA update, brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com.
0: Transfer of data complete. Oh, well, thank you. And we will visit ifa-berlin.com. And we'll visit IFA in Berlin in September. Yeah. And we'll get you probably two, three, four weeks, a couple of months worth of interviews, whatever, while we're there. So do stay tuned. So, you know, scientists at the Institute for Basic Science in South Korea have calculated that a quantum battery could reduce electric car charging times to three minutes on a home charger or 90 seconds on a supercharger. Of course, one of the biggest problems with EVs, electric vehicles, is you got to sit there while it charges. And people think, eh, it's fine. I sit there. I plug it in. It charges. I catch up my emails or, or I watch a show or whatever they do. But while billions of dollars are being spent on quantum technologies, unfortunately, little is being done for practical quantum battery use, according to several reports. But if they could do it, 90 seconds on a supercharger, three minutes if it's a home charger. Can't they put just like a really big Qi charger in the the vehicles
2: and then I can embed something in the driveway? In front of my house, so it was when I pull up and I park, yeah, the car's charging. Somebody's working on that, too. Actually, I think it's uh, Volvo, I believe, is working on that. Yeah. And they're testing it on a uh, uh, few taxi stands.
0: Yeah. Just to be able to pull up over the device, and then it charges while it's parked there. But apparently it's doing it overnight. Or over several hours or something. Yeah. Oh. Just crank up the juice. You know, what's it uh, Tim Allen used to say on the show? More power. Yeah. Give you know, yeah. it more
2: power, it'll charge faster. It, That's I don't true. Think
0: it works that way, though. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's that easy, because if it were that easy, then more people would do it, and it would already be done. Uh-huh. Speaking of Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Russia's
2: communications regulator has threatened to fine Google over its failure to follow the country's orders to remove certain, quote, illegal YouTube videos. In a translated version of its post on telegram, the agency warns it may find the tech company up to eight million rubles, which is about one hundred thousand u s dollars an amount not, that, i don 't think not these days <laughs> yeah. it 's about a dollar twenty <laughs> probably <I think. laughs> um, It's an amount that will increase to twenty percent of google 's annual revenue in case of a repeat offense. The agency alleges YouTube quote promotes the distribution of false content about what it calls the country 's special military operation in Ukraine mm. and it accuses the platform of discrediting the Russian army. It also says YouTube houses extremist content with calls to carry out violent action against Russian servicemen. Interesting. I wonder if Google's going to even care if they, no. Russia slaps them with a fine. At, at
0: this point, I'm thinking, yeah, good luck collecting <laughs> what it. What
2: happens if they don't pay? Oh, you're not going to allow your service in, in Russia? Oh. Yeah.
0: oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we pulled our stuff out of it anyway. Exactly. So yeah. speaking of Google and more Google news, they're reportedly working on a Nest Hub with a removable tablet, that according to a source, analysts believe the device would run on Android. Of course, though the company has not confirmed that, it sure looks like they're trying to copy the Meta Portal device. Don't you think, though? Yeah, because if the, if it's a Nest Hub with a removable tablet, that's kind of what the Portal is. We have one here in the studios. Don't use it for much. It's just it's connected to Alexa, so we kind of use it for. Asking her questions or something. At least it's not one of those, the weather. At least it's not one of those creepy portals that follows you as you're, you know, moving around. It does, yeah. to some degree. Well, okay. When you have the camera uncovered, and if you're on like a call, yes, it'll it'll follow Google you. Zoom, but it's but not it, turning right, the, the device itself.
2: Right? They have a model where the device itself apparently will turn oh, yeah. and swivel. And
0: yeah, yeah, and that's just creepy. Yeah. that's like uh, eyes in a painting following you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> According to a new study, social media use is more strongly linked to bad mental health for adolescents and teenagers during years around puberty and when they're probably about to leave the house. Teenagers who used social media more frequently in those periods scored lower on measures of life satisfaction one year later. Many researchers say things like Instagram and TikTok probably aren't entirely bad for all adolescents. They're not entirely good either, though, and can cause documented problems with body image, but the impact varies. For some kids, at some points in time, it may help them socialize and build relationships. For others, at other times, it may be a hit to their self-esteem. The challenge has been figuring out which teens are at risk
0: and when they're at risk so that experts can develop strategies to help them. I think most parents would agree that anti-social media is anti-helpful to the kids most of the time. Yeah. If once in a while they get a little tip or a little something that might help in school or it's just fun to watch, not getting them into trouble, but, oh, this was cool or wasn't that neat or something, fine. But the vast majority of the nonsense on most of these anti-social media platforms is not worth it. Yeah. The kids need to get off social media and get outside to play. When you were little, that was what you did. Exactly. You
2: went outside to play. and i was i'm a better person today because of it. Well, the better
0: person. Well, just imagine how much worse i'd be if i didn't. <laughs> okay, i guess we can we can agree to look at it that way. Would you subscribe to your iPhone instead of buying it? No. Well, Apple might be planning a hardware subscription that would allow customers to make monthly payments toward iPhones. Bloomberg reports the service could be launched by the end of this year. I just don't know if that's going to be that, a good thing or not. That just makes about as much sense as somebody renting a house for 10 years and paying
2: over $200,000 in rent when they could have owned the thing.
0: You're describing yourself. <laughs>
2: yeah, I didn't say that.
0: <laughs> well, I see. Well, why don't you just make more money and buy the house? Okay. Can I make more money? No. Not here. Okay. Well, then. We're, we're, this is radio. <laughs> You're not going to make more money? Who do you think you are? Howard Stern or something? No. Please. That buffoon. Anyway. um, <laughs> Yeah, there's very few of us that make that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, very few of us. Notice how I said that? Mm-hmm. Do us a favor. Let's meet at intotomorrow.com. I'll be there.
1: Don't keep it.
0: Call 800 613 2715. That's 800 613 2715. 800 613 2715. Call now. It's into tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you even more when you call in and participate. So many easy ways to do that and win prizes. For doing so. So join us anytime at your convenience, even three o'clock in the morning if you're thinking of some tech question or help for another listener, what have you. 800 899 into or use the Ask Dave microphone button at intotomorrow.com. This portion of Into
2: Tomorrow brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D E X C O
0: M.com. And, of course, not to be left out, I failed to mention you can use the Message to Studio button on the free Into Tomorrow app which I trust you already have on your phone. I do. uh, You better, or that's a condition (laughs) of employment. Uh, But you can listen to the show 24-7. You get tech news 24-7. You can contribute to the show anytime 24-7. A bunch of other stuff. You can contact us any number of ways there. But there's that message to studio button. You can ask a question through the app or help another listener or share some tech rage, whatever the case. And when you do, when you're heard on the air, we got fabulous prizes for you. This week, for example, from Human Touch, we've got a Reflex 5S foot and calf massager. Several of them. So a lot of folks are going to be feeling really good. How about from SingSation, their performer deluxe all-in-one party karaoke system. And your last chance to pick up one of them codes for TurboTax so you can file your income tax fast and easily. Yep. Skosh sent us a bunch of goodies. This week, we're sharing with you some Magic Mount Pro Charge five magnetic wireless charging mounts. From Cut & Go, we've got a bunch of
2: uh, the Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers, something that should be in everybody's car.
0: Yes, because you, you never know. This is the kind of thing you hope you never need, but you have it in your car. And it has our Into Tomorrow logo just to remind you that we are hoping to keep you safe and to help you in an emergency. Yes. So 800-899-INTO-ANYTIME at your leisure. Or the Ask Dave Mike button at intotomorrow.com or, of course, the Into Tomorrow app and just mash that message-to-studio button. Do join us anytime.
1: Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7,